Welcome to another episode of the Reboot Chronicles, a no-holds-barred forum with global leaders, authors, entrepreneurs, and CEOs about how organizations stay focused on growth and innovation in unprecedented times. I'm your host, Dean DeBias, coming to you live from Revive's North American headquarters in Chicago, and we would like to thank you for joining us from around the globe today. I'd like to welcome the CEO of JCPenney, Mark Rosen, to the Reboot Chronicles. Founded in 1902 by James Cash Penny, the company has been through many reboots over its 120-year history, including the most recently being bought out from bankruptcy by a private equity group and Mark joining as CEO. Now right-sized to about 650 stores with a smarter strategy around customers and brands and 50,000 employees who generate approximately $9 billion in annual revenue, Mark and his team are rebooting this iconic brand into the future with hyper-focus on what consumers want now and next. Mark, good to see you. Good to see you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's, um, it's our pleasure. Um, you know, when you took uh, this job about a year ago, I, uh, I sent you a note and said, I'm so glad you're there because I, I grew up in a retail family. My dad was one of the, one of the uh, uh, big shots, uh, Montgomery Wards and Sears back in, the, back in their heydays in Chicago. And it's just like, I am so rooting for, for, for you know, not just you, but this brand. So uh, everyone would just love to hear how it's gone because you're a year in now. We thought we'd wait a while, get, let you get your, uh, get a lot of work done. You have not wasted any time. So um, I'm not sure where to start with you, but maybe just pick us up on how's the journey going. Yeah, we are. Um, as you just said, we are about a year into the journey. We just hit, we'll hit our um, anniversary next week. And um, you know, it is, um, it is going really well. The, the, the first part of the journey has really been about getting a team in place, a leadership team in place. It has been about, um, stabilizing the business. And I really say stabilizing the business in an unstable world, because as you know, the world that we're living in right now with, um, you know, the economy and all of those things is certainly providing those challenges. We look at those as big opportunities for us to grow the business. And then it's been about reestablishing our relationship with the customer. And our customer is America's diverse working families. And that is the core of America. And I'm so glad you said um, what you said about, about the brand and your belief in the brand, because JCPenney is an iconic American brand that serves the core of America. And um, those diverse working families absolutely deserve a great place to shop where they don't have to make the trade-offs that they have to make in their everyday lives. So for us, it's all about that trade-off between style and value and experience and, and letting the consumer have a moment where they, they can live life free of trade-offs. Right. I mean, you were in the middle of a, uh, you know, some people call it transformational reboot uh, because it's double hard. It's a turnaround. It's a rebirth. And you're, you're kind of meeting customers where they are. I think I heard in your... Um, of your warmups that you essentially are saying, Hey, we're, we're tired of like chasing new customers. We, we just need to serve the customer uh, niches that we have now. Is that, was that accurate or am I misreading that in terms of middle? No, I think, I think what you, what you read was I said that we need to love those who love us more. And I think that's, no, that's really, even really better important. Here. When I looked at the, <laughs> when I looked at the business, um, as I was looking at this opportunity, yep. we have, um, over 50 million customers who come into our store on a regular basis and um, have been part of our loyalty programs. That's a huge, huge customer base. 
And we are really focused on how we provide those customers with the things that they need and want to experience their everyday lives. We, again, we say we're here to serve and celebrate with America's diverse working families. And we're all about the things that they need to, to live their lives and meeting their needs across apparel and across homes. So whether they're buying towels or sheets for their new house, whether they're buying dishes like I just did as I moved to Dallas to really outfit their home, right. or whether they're buying the suit that they're going to wear to their wedding, or um, honestly, through the, a lot of the experiences that we offer in our stores too, whether they want to come in and get their hair and makeup done before they, they go to that big event, we're here to make sure that we're, um, we're providing them with those opportunities. And there are so many customers and there are so many goods and services that we offer across such a wide range that the opportunity for us is to say, how do we get those customers who already know us, who know the brand, who love the brand? And so many consumers have a deep nostalgic relationship with the brand. Right. How do we get them to visit us more frequently and to, to, to use our services and to buy more from us? That's really the biggest opportunity. I love the focus, you know, it sounds like fashion, home, beauty, salon, and obviously much more. So any good reboot is like, hey, here's what we're going to do on the leader, let's do this. But do you also have a lot of, here's what we're not gonna do anymore? Did you have to make a lot of tough calls? You know, like let's get out of appliances or something or automotive or whatever the, all the big box guys used to do. We are, we, are, we are making a lot of tough calls right now. And like you said, it's all about focus. I think um, the hard thing about a transformation is, um, you know, a transformation is large in scale and scope and there's so much work to be done and there's so many things that you could be doing. And, you know, I see my job as a leader of the organization is really to set the course and to say, these are the most important things. These are the things that are really going to matter. These are the things that are going to make a difference. Mm -hmm. And that is where we're really focused right now. For us, those, those things are really about um, deepening that relationship with the consumer and really building and deepening that relationship and making sure that we have the right things to offer that consumer. It's about building out our supply chain network and making sure that we have the merchandise that we offer in the right places so that as the consumer continues to shop the way they do both online and in store and for that omni-channel shopper how do we have that merchandise and assortment in the right place to be able to serve them it's about growing our digital business and our digital experience overall right and um ensuring that we have the right things there and then critically important to the consumer right now is value and we are all about value. And when I say value, I'm talking about both price and quality. And I think one of the unique things that we offer is all of the both national brands that we have, but also our private label brands, which to many consumers are national in nature and really represent great quality. I can't tell you how many men had Stafford as their first suit, for example. And that's a great exactly. brand that we offer in the store, but it's really about getting that price, quality and value relationship which again, as we talk about the economy is so critically important right now. And it's why when I look at the, um, the economic environment right now, I say it's absolutely an opportunity for us because the consumer needs value. Yeah. And heading into 23, um, you know, it's going to be another tough year and there's a lot of pressure, a lot of retail pressure. I mean, we just had the head of HP on and, you know, electronics, all the categories are getting squeezed on the consumer side and, and your value where, you know, however you position yourself is, um, you know, is you're in the you know right place, right time. It's it's uh, you know um, 
we had uh, the number two at Crocs on a, a few weeks ago. And, you know, their CEO is pretty famous for saying, hey, in a downturn, we're at a $50 price point, not $150 for a pair of stuff. And you, you tend to have um, a lot of great deals uh, going on. Not so much the old, you know, coupon, you know, sales every week, but just, you know, people know they can get good deals, right? That's right. That's right. And that is really important to the shopper right now is understanding the great value that we can, we can provide them with. I think, you know, one of the examples that I use is um, I talked about some of the dress up offerings that we have in the Stafford suit, whether it's a Stafford suit for him or whether it's a dress for her, because consumers are now back out and back um, going to weddings and celebrations. And like I said, we are here to serve and celebrate with that consumer. But as they're coming in and looking for that, I think one of the things that they realize when they come into our store is that that suit doesn't have to break the bank because when they are um, when they're going to that wedding, they may have to buy plane tickets and they've got to buy a gift and there's a whole bunch of other things they have to do. Yep. And so how do we show them that they can look great, get a great value, but also have enough left in their pocket that they have, you know, uh, they have the capacity to celebrate and enjoy that event. That's smart. So you're really taking a look, you're not just, you know, hawking goods, as we say, you're taking a look at customer journeys and meeting them where they are, their mindset, everything they're thinking about, you know, women versus men, young versus that's, that's very different. Most retailers don't throw the category managers are pushing, you know, pushing the monthly deals. Right. And, and you also seem to be shifting more to digital savvy. You know, you mentioned omni-channel and, and all that we can get to that in a second personalization, but the, um, is is the so of these 50 million customers you've got boomers all the way through xyz's it seems like pretty we broad do. um i do think that's another interesting thing about the customer and the brand yeah is that we do have a very broad range of customers which includes we have a very strong kids business but i'm really going to focus here on the we have a really strong juniors business of people coming into the store and we've just expanded some of that oh, with brands nice. like um, forever 21, mm -hmm. um, which is, you know, for the, for the younger customer who's looking for what they're going to wear when they're going out and having a good time and, and, and going out with friends forever 21 provides that kind of everyday product that is also at a great value, but it's great style for them too. And it's great fashion. And I think that's really what it's about is putting it together for that consumer. And, and our goal really is, you know, with, from that junior's consumer, the next thing they're doing is maybe starting a home. And I talked about the importance of home and whether it's, you know, field crest towels or our home expression towels, whether it's, you know, mm -hmm. cookware, one of the opening price point lines that we have like cooks where um, it's a great value to get a great product that's going to look great in your home. But again, gives you a great value so that you can also get the rest of the things that you want in your home. But it's really evolving with that whole consumer right. through their life cycle. And as we looked at consumers, again, there's a deep attachment to the brand and it's because of the life events that they go through with us, whether it's outfitting their first home, whether it's a suit for their wedding, whether it's a dress for their daughter's communion, whatever that may be, we're there for those moments with them. Yeah, I like it. And we've got uh, we've got Black Friday coming up. I think you guys are kicking in on November first. Uh, seems like it gets seems like it gets earlier every year. Um, uh, you're hiring an extra twenty thousand workers. That's a huge number. So you uh, seems like you're anticipating some good uh, some good activity there. And and I also like the idea that you're 
you're thinking about things like gifting solutions and festive family entertainment things and like more like packages, like helping people making, making it easier for them to actually buy things. What a novel idea. Uh, versus just searching around a store. Is, is that, is that all part of the uh, kind of come back to the store strategy? That is absolutely part of the strategy. You're right. We are, it does seem like it starts early every year, but I actually think yeah. that what happened, what is happening now is we're letting consumers shop the way they want to shop and where and when and how they want to shop. Um, if you think about it traditionally, that, that Friday morning, Black Friday event where everybody lined up out the store really made consumers shop in a way where over the last couple of years, they've said, that's not actually what I want to do. I not want to spend fun. that right. weekend in that moment with my family. Right. And I want to be able to have that time with my family. And I want to be able to shop throughout the season. And I want to get the best deals and the best values throughout the season. And that's exactly what we're doing and what we're offering and how we're putting it all together. And I think you're right. It is all about experiences. You know, part of that celebration is having the right outfit, like we've talked about. But it's also having the right cookware so you can make the, you know, the turkey and the pumpkin pie. It's about having the right dishes to serve on. It's about having the right decorative in your home to celebrate the holiday. And then it's about taking a moment for yourself before the guests come over to go to the new JCPenney Beauty that we rolled out and make sure that you get, you know, the things that are going to make you look and feel great so you can really enjoy that moment. I like it. The, um, you know, when you look at, gosh, I, 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 a, a shopping list is going through my head. I just am outfitting a house myself. So I, I want all that. Um, I'll have to get into a store. I think there's one near me that, um, and I love the way you're like kind of starting to add things that customers want. And how do you figure that out? I know you have a lot of great people, but um, some, I go into some retail places and they don't seem to have it figured out or they don't know what their target audience is, but it's not stuff that's resonating well. So how's, I think how's it's, that work? It's, it's one of the things um, that you mentioned earlier too, in terms of really thinking about and focusing on the customer. And so that's really, as I've come in and we've built up the organization, it's building up the customer analytics and the data and analytic capabilities yes. to really understand who our customer is, what our customer needs, what they're shopping for, what's working, what's not working. And it's different than traditional retail, as you mentioned, because it's not necessarily about just being a category merchant and pushing that category regardless. It's actually about thinking about the customer, who that customer is, what they're going through in their lives, what they need, and making sure that we have those moments. I talked about our focus on America's diverse working families, and I'll share an example with you. One of the first things that we did is we said, if we're here to serve and celebrate with America's diverse working families, we need to have what they wear to work. And we need to make sure that we have workwear. And our customer works across a number of different industries, right? right. They yeah. are um, teachers. They are construction workers. They're medical workers. They are working in an office sometimes. And other times they're working in a very different environment. And whatever that is, we, we, we put everything together. And I just actually did a walkthrough with the merchandising team to look at all those things that we have for our working customers, regardless of where they work. But it's understanding who they are, what that moment is, what they need. And then it's making sure that the, the assortment reflects that. And it's also making sure that the store and the online experience reflects it because we could have all that merchandise, but if it's not easy to find, easy to locate and simple to see how to put it together and outfit it, whether it's outfitting for apparel or outfitting for your home, 
you want to see that and you want to understand what's trending and what is the expression of style so that we can help you put it together and serve that role. Exactly. That's really why I asked because I, I as an observer and a UX guy, I get confused on what would I buy as a buyer for people going back to the office? Because it's all different now. It's, 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 right. it's one of the hardest categories to, to uh, stock for and uh, not to mention shop for. But alas, I'm not a fashion guru. Um, Another category you've doubled down on is beauty. I love what you've done there, you know, especially on the heels of, um, you know, the, uh, the Sephora experiment and all that. And, and, uh, a lot of, a lot of good experience there, I'm sure from your, 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 your team that was there before you, but, um, I like the way you've kind of doubled down on beauty and tell us a little bit about that, how you're, uh, you're piloting it right now in stores and then you'll be rolling out heavy duty in, uh, 2023. I am, I am really excited about JCPenney Beauty and all that we have to offer. I was just out in stores last week and we rolled out um, about 70 stores last week. By um, May of next year, we'll have JCPenney Beauty live in um, over 600 stores across the country. Nice. And, you know, what, what, what JCPenney Beauty really is offering is a hyper-inclusive, all-in-one beauty experience that is for our customers. And as we looked at the beauty category, we said that you know, a third of our customers are our BIPOC. And so with, with black and brown skin tones, they're looking for different things for makeup. And that's not to say that exactly. we are only serving those skin tones. We're here to serve right. everyone regardless. But we saw a group that wasn't actually getting their needs met. We saw a group that would come in and they didn't see product that looked like it was meant to be on skin tones that were their skin tones. Right. And at the core of who we are is that inclusivity. And it is making sure that we have that inclusive environment and inclusive assortment across the stores. And so that is at the heart of JCPenney Beauty. We brought in um, almost 300 new brands. And many of those brands are founder-led brands that are founded by um, black and brown founders. And I think one of, the, you know, one of the roles that we play also is to give the diverse working families across America who are developing product like beauty product a place to to sell their product and to find success in the business world and have access to consumers and matching them up and that's critically important too so, so i think both from so a customer base and a supplier base right. that inclusivity is really important and we're really excited with our partnership with 13 loon that has brought um many many of the brands like um relevant by Nikeo greco who is um with 13 loon right. reno ribaldi shades by sean some really great makeup brands in addition to some of the core traditional brands that you would expect to find yeah i love that uh, i think it's i think 250 of those 300 are technically indie brands and uh, we're, we're one of the right. few podcasts that you know we interview public company ceos and occasionally we give indie brands a chance to uh, debut and um I think that whole, the way you approached it from a partnership point of view, it's not just inclusivity to say you're inclusive. It's like, no, there's a target audience here that's not being served properly at mass, I don't think. And, and why should it only be served by the, you know, the top 10 beauty brands in the world? So I love how you guys are a platform for that shelf space. It's like something they never get, right? Both online and uh, in store. Exactly. Exactly. I was just in um, stores, as I mentioned, rolling out the beauty last week and I was in, um, Colorado and in, in stores in the Denver area. And one yeah. of the brands products, which has, is, is an indigenous founded brand. Um, you know, the, the team there, because that is the population there was so excited to have something 
where the packaging, the look, the feel, they knew it was for and about people like them. Exactly. One of the things that I was going to ask about is the, uh, you did a, uh, a partnership with Revive, uh, one of the uh, sponsors of this program, and uh, full disclosure, I'm chairman of the company too. But the, um, the, uh, the whole personalization, helping people on their journey to say, oh my gosh, there's 300 brands here and there's like 2,000 products in the SKU mix. How do I take a selfie and you know narrow that down and help that selection process? But how do you see you know personalization um you know starting with beauty um you know making kind of separating jc penny from the pack yes yeah, so i think personalization is incredibly important and let me let me start as you led with beauty because we're really excited about the partnership with revive and being able to to really offer that virtual makeup try on and skincare quiz online because as you as you said beauty is a difficult category and mm-hmm. you know there's a lot of product and a lot of choices and um, you need to feel confident that what you're wearing looks great on you because it is all beauty is all about confidence at the end of the day. And so in stores, we're really fortunate because we have a network of 3000 beauty um, consultants who are in our stores. So if you come into a store, you can actually get that firsthand. Wow. But like everything, beauty is also shifting to be more of an online business. And so the question was, how do we help that consumer who's online have that same experience that they could have with one of our beauty consultants in store. And so what they do is through the, um, through the tool, they'll take both, uh, they'll take a selfie and then they'll answer a couple quick questions in a quiz and it will recommend product to them. And that is really important in driving sales and driving conversion. And again, in giving people the confidence that they're getting product that's going to make them look and feel great. And so that's really, really important. That's how we're looking at it in beauty. But as you mentioned, personalization is important across the entire experience. And we've been looking a lot. um, We talked about the customer earlier. We've been looking at how we communicate with that customer and how we make sure that we're communicating things that are relevant to them and the way they want to shop. And so as we're evolving the digital business, a big part of that is evolving our marketing and evolving a lot of the communication that we're doing, including our emails, including um, ultimately we'll include the homepage. Um, and the experience that you have there so that when you come to the site, again, we have, um, you know, 71% of our transactions are through the loyalty program. And so mm-hmm. the customer has told us who they are. They've shared that information. We understand who they are. We understand um, the things about their family, their needs. We understand what they bought. And so it's really our responsibility then to use that to give them a better experience. And so we've now... Um, customized and tweaked a lot of our email communication to be much more personalized and relevant in nature. And we're seeing great results from that test and that will continue. I love that. Um, I've talked to other retailers who they think of the personalization journey more as acquisition, meaning get Dean to buy something and get them out of here. You're the physical or mostly online with me. And you are like, no, no, no. The, the future of it is more about, you know, CRM and customer loyalty and tying it all in. Um, and to have, you know, 50 million database, uh, <laughs> that's a lot of people, first of all, um, but 70% um, actually tag their uh, loyalty account. That is that is an amazing asset you guys have to uh, to leverage. So uh, we'll definitely want to follow up with you on that, see where you are uh, next year, because there's it just seems so powerful for you as a weapon. Well, it goes back to where we started this conversation, which is it's all about loving those who love us more, right? And those who are in our loyalty program clearly love us. The field of love, exactly. 
So what, um, so if I look ahead in the next year, what, what, what are some of the exciting things that you can kind of touch on into part of your, uh, you know, your ongoing, you know, reboot. And, um, obviously, you know, it's all about returns and revenue growth at the board level, but what's a, what's a consumer going to notice? So I think, you know, starting out coming in for holiday, a consumer is going to notice the merchandise experience and the products and the brands that we offer. Because again, we're a retailer. So it is all about product. Mm-hmm. And a lot of work has been done you know, over the past couple of years, but intensified this year over offering great product for the consumer and bringing in great brands. I mentioned Forever 21, which we just brought in last year. Um, Reebok is another brand that we're bringing in more. We just brought in Fry & Co., which is a great brand in men's and women's. And we have great dresses, great sweaters, and really great product there. Nice. Um, and we talked about the JCPenney Beauty, and you'll see that rolling out too. So I think it, it really is focused on in-store getting that merchandise assortment right. And all of the brands that we offer out there for the customer and a great shopping experience. Online, you're going to see a number of different changes, starting with the new homepage that we started to roll out earlier this fall, and we're just continuing to evolve that as we go through time. And you're going to see more about style and outfitting and how you put those things together. Um, You're going to see us bring our JCPenney Beauty experience together with our salon in the store. Smart. And um, we have over 5,000 stylists around the country in our salons. And again, that's a unique thing that people can get when they come into the store. But how do we put that together so that the person you, the one of the people that you trust most in the life is the person who does your hair. Yeah, and that person can also give you great advice about makeup, which is one of the things that is important and is concerning you. That is another, um, that's another secret weapon right there. It is. It By the is. way, I, I think, it's, um, I think it's a secret um, that you have that many stylists. Uh, I, I think it is a secret. And so that, it is absolutely our mission. I was oh going to say, you know, next is we talk about marketing. Um, <laughs> Our job is to roll out and communicate to consumers all of these things that we have yeah. that they can get when they come in the store because a lot of them are the best kept secrets. When I started out um, in my first couple of weeks and as I was going through the interview process, even I kept this list in my notebook of what I called the hidden gems, um, all the yeah, things that we exactly. offered yep. that, that consumers didn't necessarily know about that. Certainly Salon was one of those. Our home department was another one of those. I think JCPenney used to be known for home. And certainly when I think back to my own family, we would go and buy towel sheets, a lot of those things that you would get for bed and bath at the JCPenney that was near our house. And over time, I think that focus on home was lost. But home is actually a really strong business with great brands. And with everything we're seeing in the marketplace, we're seeing strong growth and share gain in categories like home. So it was taking those hidden gems Mm -hmm. and building the confidence in the team here of what we could do to drive sales in those areas and then communicating to the consumer what they can come in the store and get. Yeah. Now, and now I know I took the job. I don't have to ask you. That was a great hinted gem. You know, uh, there's a couple of comments about, uh, you know, store than a store. And some, some people commented that, Hey, this is the Sephora customer didn't necessarily shop around by all the other stuff at JC Penney, but I like this beauty strategy of yours. Cause what we've noticed with health, beauty, wellness stuff at review is it is connected tissue to lots of other categories, especially right. especially the way you're lining them up. That's if right. you can control it, if you actually can curate that, and, and, and so your version of this next generation beauty play actually seems a lot smarter um, and more core to store wide 
or site-wide, I guess, but definitely store-wide because it, it is, it is, it is on the minds of everybody walking in now. It's, it's They might be looking for towels, but they see the beauty aisle out of the, their corner of their eye, and it's not the old, you know, your mom's beauty aisle anymore. It's it's about health, beauty, wellness, whatever it is to you. So, I think it's core to store-wide, but it's also core to providing the right product for who our customer is. Again, uh, got it. our customer is the core of America. Our customer is America's diverse working families. And when you think about who that is and the product that we offer, the product that we can offer in JCPenney Beauty is absolutely right for and relevant to our customer. Right. It's amazing. Um, you know, Mark, I really want to thank you for joining us today. Uh, so much that we could talk about. Uh, maybe what we should do next year is do a, uh, we'll do one of these in one of your stores. Um, I'd love to. But maybe just to take us out a little, maybe a little personal stuff. Everyone loves to hear the personal reboot stories or business ones. I mean, you know, you ran e-commerce at Walmart. You're, a, you're one of the big dogs at Levi's. You've got such a great background to bring it together here at, at JCP. But um, yeah, any, any, any little uh, bits of wisdom stories you might want to share with the audience? Yeah, I, I, I think it's interesting. I would actually tie it back to what you just said. Over my career, I actually had... Um, the good fortune of working across a number of different areas, whether that was um, business operations or whether that was strategy, whether that was e-commerce or whether that was physical stores, whether that was technology um, or um, whether that was running you know, a wholesale business and leading a sales organization. And I think early on in my career, and I think a lot of people think that a career path is going to be a very linear kind of approach where one role follows another and there's natural things like that. And I think we all want to think that it could be planned out that way. And, you know, one of the things that, that, that I say to people, young people that I'm mentoring is, um, you know, the reality is there is more that is up to chance and fate and being at the right place at the right time and creating opportunities than any of us would ever want to admit who are very like structured and want everything to be planned. So, Early on, I think I had I had spent a lot of time in technology, and I had continued up a, a path. And I certainly thought my next step was going to be to be um, to be CIO or something like that. And you know, right. a very different opportunity came my way to go work at the e-commerce business, and it wasn't that path. And I think it is look at those opportunities to go into different businesses to gain. It's not all about climbing up a ladder that's necessarily straight. It's about building breadth of experience. It's about building, um, you know, diversity of experience and and having all those opportunities so that when you get to a role like this, you can bring that breadth to the role, which is actually more important than climbing straight up the ladder as fast as you can go. Right. And you had some very pivotal shifts there, like e-com at Walmart and other things that yes. had you not done those, oh my gosh, I mean, it's just prepared you. So much. I, maybe that game shoots and ladders would be a good metaphor here. You, do you guys still think I still sell games? Well, and in the story of our career, we've all been right up ladders and sometimes down shoots, but you get oh right gosh. back up, right? I've been and down a lot of shoots. That's, that's the important thing. Sometimes on purpose, too. So, yes. Oh, that's great. Good stories. Um, so, uh, just to the audience, what you're seeing is a live reboot of one of America's 
best icon retailers out there that uh, keep an eye on this over the next couple of years. This journey is going to be amazing to watch. And uh, Mark, you want to thank you for joining us. You've been listening to Mark Rosen, who's the CEO of JCPenney. This is Dean Tobias with the Reboot Chronicles. I want to thank you for joining us today, and we will see you soon. 